<laughs> I've got a beard, listeners. It's Jade Adams. <laughs> 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 I mind growing out of me because of I think estrogen is it? Well, yeah, because basically what happens is if you produce this is a bit of a um a trans a trans uh, trivia. Thing. Go on, give me oh, some. Oh, should we have a jingle? Trans trivia. Ding ding ding. ding, 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 ding. Trans trivia. Um, if you have a surplus of estrogen, your body can naturally um, change it to testosterone. Like a, 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 it's like a different variation of testosterone, that. and that is why women will end up with a bit, bit of facial hair. Too much estrogen, mm-hmm. man. I am all woman. You exude <laughs> estrogen. I you mean, I, I was thinking about just suckling on one of your fingers just to get a bit in me. I feel like I'm just in case I forgot one of my I supplements. Am, today. You should see me holding a baby. It's disgusting. Oh. <laughs> I fit so well with them. Wait, does this mean like I am just very womanly because I've got a beard? Yes. Or I've got to start um, off a beard. <laughs> excess estrogen. The estrogen gets turned into testosterone now. Yeah, you are, you've got testosterone. That's oh. why. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, like, but it's the same reason. So, it, it's why my bloods have to be regulated so much because I have an implant that stops me producing any testosterone, which is what they also use for prostate cancer because it's a hormone-driven cancer. This is a really funny podcast. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then this is fascinating though because I tell you what, yeah. um, the people that listen to my stuff don't actually know any of this stuff. Oh. They don't know anything. They, they they hear about stuff. Like there'll be loads of people that follow me that just don't have any information on this. So uh, yes, it's informative. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Rather, it might not be as funny right now, but yeah. it'll get there. <laughs> the lols are coming, I promise. Um, yeah, so then because uh, it, when I started taking estrogen, which is like 11 years ago now, you start on a really low dosage and you go up and up and up over the course of a couple of years until you reach your optimal um, like hormone intake. Level for woman. And then because you can go over and it ha- and it doesn't have the reverse effect. It's not like you wake up. It's not like the, the Incredible Hulk. You take one too many tablets and you like bust out your top <laughs> with a hairy chest. But it's... <laughs> it, it, hairy tits. You can go overboard. Yeah. Oh, I'm, before I had laser... I've had laser nose to toes. <laughs> hairy tits. Babe, I've had laser nose to toes. I'm like a baby seal. So before that, I naturally had a really hairy chest and a hairy tummy and the bottom of my back was hairy. My bum was hairy. I had to laser everything. But you never you know it because I'm such a... P- p- like image of perfection now i know (laughs) (laughs) did you have your boobs done at that point no i'd had my i'd had my chest lasered long before i got my tits done how do girls uh, react to you? How do cis women react to you? Well, you it's funny perfect. because I didn't know, I didn't actually know very many cis women until I started this job, which is about a year and a half ago. And um, I don't know, I'm, I'm quite unamused by cis women quite a lot. I don't keep them as company very often. I'm um, so privileged. No, I don't say it like that, but I just find quite a lot of things that like, unrelatable. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So like they, they react to me well. A lot of they, they, you, you have to forgive people's ignorant questions. Um, like my hairdresser's assistant, I went to get my roots in a couple of weeks ago, my hairdresser's assistant kept, she, she asked me, would me and Alex ever want kids? And I was like, no. And then, but she kept coming back with it. Like, <clears throat> oh, well, you know, one day you might, you might have a couple of kids too. And I'm like, no. And it wasn't until like a good, I say two hours into the appointment that my hairdresser turned to her and went, you realize that Danny can't have kids, right? She knew I was trans and she thought that gender reassignment meant they give you the ability to have babies also like. It's not ignorance. It's just like they don't know. So you kind of have to forgive it a little bit. But you could still adopt though. Oh, fuck that. 
I don't want. Why would I channel my money into that? No, I just no, no. Money and time. I'm happy. I don't want kids. No, absolutely not. You don't either. No. Oh, you and Rich would have the best kids. I then. know they would, but I'm not doing it. Fuck that shit. Oh, Looks I really awful. Want them. Do you? Yeah, I think so. Do you? Yeah. You really surprised me. <laughs> what is it you like? What is it you want about them? What is it you want? I don't know. They're just so cute when they're really small, and I just want to like give someone that love. I have a lot of love to give. I like Do it you? When you swear. That's about it. But yeah. you know what kids are there for? They test your patience. So they're there. Mm. So everything you imagine your children could be, well, they'll be the opposite because that's what kids do is they teach you all about compassion and empathy. You'll basically have a child that is the opposite of everything you desire. <laughs> yeah. You'll have you'll have the straightest, whitest, cis, straight man who's a Tesco supervisor who is oh, like no, horrifically homophobic <laughs> and you will learn to love him. Because it's all about, that's what kids do. They teach you all about empathy. And I read this other thing today, actually. Um, this is why you should get puppies instead of kids. Also, there's enough kids puppies. in the world. There are enough kids in the world. But that's why I'm going to adopt. It's not like I'm going to bring a new one in. Yeah. <laughs> Psychology yeah. says, as adults, we try to develop the character traits that would have rescued our own parents. Oh my God, that is so true. It's true, isn't it? I had a row yeah. with my sister once and I told her, that, and I, I said to her, I think the only reason you had kids is to see if your genetics fucked up or if you did. Like with herself. I think that sometimes there is narcissism involved in having kids where you just think, oh, well, my life's shit. I wonder if it was my fault or like my my surroundings. And then people have kids to see, put it to the test. So was your parents. Your parents do everything. It Even is. if they love you, they do it. Yeah. They can't help it. They're All of us, I, I've been talking about this loads recently, but the men came back wrong in the 40s after the war. They came back wrong and it's fucked everything. It fucked everything. It fucked the, you know, like all these soldiers saw all their friends get blown up for all these years during the world wars and then they went back home having been soldiers to these women who had lost their partners who then were a b you can imagine 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 the mentality of men that came back from war and then what that bred and mm. and they had like five children then they yeah. had children and all because trauma all gets passed down from generation to generation that's, i would literally never thought about that before that's men came so back wrong it's clever, all yeah. it's not their fault either no, no. when i say the men came back wrong i'm not saying men fucked it all up i'm no. saying hitler fucked it he fucked everything you know it's funny about you saying inherited trauma too i was listening to on podcast junkie anyway i was listening to a podcast the other day that was about inherited trauma and they did this test with mice in a lab where um they would every time a mouse would smell cherry blossom they would electrocute it every time these these mice and then they bred them and their babies they put them in a lab, no electric, uh, no electric uh, currents or anything, and and they would let the babies smell cherry blossom, and they would run away and get really scared, with no memory of ever smelling it. But they knew that that was bad smell. You inherit naturally. Um, oh, wow. so trauma the babies of the the, berry, the babies oh, okay. of, the, wow. of the, the rats that have been electrocuted knew instinctively that the smell meant something bad. It's like an inherited trauma. It comes. Babs, my best friend, has an absolute phobia of mice. Like, it ruins everything. Like, it's not a funny... <laughs> Wrong fitting. She, uh, I know it's terrible, but she, she, for her, for me, like, for us, it's hilarious when people are scared of stuff. But for her, it's like, it can ruin her entire life. Like, we, yesterday, we were watching telly. She's staying with me at the moment. She's watching telly and a mouse went and she went, there's a mouse on there. And I was like, on the telly? And she was like, of course, Babs. Like, it's such a serious thing to her. But guess where it comes from? Her mother. Oh, really? Her mother's terrified of mice. And her mother was terrified of mice. And her mother was terrified of mice. And it all just gets passed down. Just like learned behaviour, maybe, of seeing that parents scream when they see a mouse, yeah. maybe. 
But I, but I think that translates into everything too, because I feel like my sister is engaged to the replica of my dad and I dated every bastard that followed my dad. Like, I think you inherit so much. Like, I feel like uh, like love and, uh, and um, affection wise, me and my sister learned two different things from my mum. My sister learned everything to do with my, my dad. They divorced when I was like two. And I learned all the bastards that followed. Um, I think that you can that it gets inherited anyway. It just it's inevitable when you have children that you're going to fuck them up. It's just part of the deal. <laughs> yeah. There's nothing you can do. You can you can give yourself you can give your kids organic vegan food for the rest of their life. You can send them to what you think is the best school. You can you can make them do all the best things. You can make them do extra extracurricular stuff. Yeah. You can try your hardest to be everything that your parents aren't to your own children. But in, in essentially, you're going to do exactly the same as they did yeah. because it's all you know and it's so inherent in us our upbringing is so intrinsic to our dna it's it's you know that yeah. cherry blossom thing those those baby mice had nothing to do with the uh, the, the adults yeah but they knew yeah learned behavior is deeper than it's just it's deeper than psychology it's in your blood mm-hmm. okay maybe i don't want kids now I just basically go around the world stopping people. I'm actually doing more for <laughs> for climate change than anyone. Uh, is, I, I think Greta. So. I, I do think so. And population control. Greta is uh, uh, Greta's <laughs> real um, real conversation should be about population control. Oh my god, absolutely! Yeah. Uh, there's a book by this guy called um, Stephen Ermot, and um, he's a professor at Oxford, and it's called Ten Billion, and it's about how the world would sustain ten billion people. It's actually the reason I gave up eating meat four years ago. Is reading this book, and um, <clears throat> it talks about ten billion people being on the world as if it's some wild, far away thing that's hundreds of years away, and the um, just a bit of a spoiler. The end of it, <laughs> the current trajectory that we're on, will be at 10 billion by 2050. And it talks about how we, we cannot sustain that many people, land mass, um, drinkable water, sustainability. There's just, we cannot do it. So, um, I mean. Well, that my uh, best mate was talking about this. Uh, well, look at coronavirus. I was just thinking, I didn't want to be morbid though and say, well, you know, population Let's bring it control up. Come is on. sickness. <laughs> Let's talk about coronavirus, man. It's happening right now. We're all fucking terrified. This is the thing about that disease. Look at who it's killing. It's killing old people yeah. and it's killing the infirm. It's killing asthma sufferers, which I'll be honest, babes, it's really my vibe. I don't <laughs> Um, but it's killing old people. It's getting rid of the older generation. It seemed she referred to it as very Gaian, which is like a, um, a some pagan. I think it's some. I don't know, but it's some pagan thing. But basically, it's evolution. Yeah, there's, we've got this disease that look at look at what it's killing. Look at how it spreads <coughs> as well. But also, we there are natural illnesses that take out people that we have developed cures from that would have that would have kept population at a level anyway. Things like cancers different diseases yeah d- generic diseases uh, all of these different things sorry de- degenerative diseases that would normally take you out we're finding cures people for them. are living longer and longer and longer and as a result we're becoming overpopulated and obviously it's so sad because you think oh well you know my nan had lung cancer or my my sister you know like all of these different things but that it, it, it was a fact that we're curing people and we're keeping people alive for a lot longer than ever before. The unfortunate thing I have, having, I haven't got a, a had a, 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 de- a very close dead relative, is the knowledge that she died just before she was able to have children, which is uh, 
clearly her DNA wasn't meant to be passed down to anyone. Mm-hmm. And that, and that's just unfortunately one of those things. But everyone's so bloody terrified of 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 their own mortality. Like, yeah. you know, look at all these companies making people feel like they're um, super healthy by uh, telling them they should eat this and eat that and do this and do that. You'll live longer. It's bullshit, mate. You know the woman who plays Doc Cotton, June Brown? Yeah. yeah. She's been smoking since she was 12 years old. Yeah. Yeah. She's still alive. And still smoking. And still, still smoking. Yeah. I saw her DJ in Ibiza about eight years ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I wasn't even off my tits. <laughs> She was the headline DJ was at Ocean she? Beach Club I in Ibiza eight years iconic. ago. Yeah, she learned how to DJ. She did this thing for the BBC and then she did a whole summer tour across Europe and she was oh their DJ God. for a year. What was her vibe? What oh my it? God, like disco. Was it? it? Was fab. It was so camp. <laughs> she, I, I went to this disco pool party that she did and she was on the decks proper going for it and the whole place went fucking mental for it. And at the time she would have been 80. Oh my God. See, I don't care about living longer. I'm like, I'll eat all of that shit just to make myself look younger. I don't actually like want to live longer. <laughs> as long as you look young, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Totally, yeah. What's so wrong with looking older? Um, well, I'm still single, so I just want to yeah, like, sort that my, out first. My boyfriend is a stone-cold silver fox, and he's nearly 50. It's rich and nearly 50? Yeah, babes. Fuck off. I would never have put him at 48. Yeah, he's 48 years old. Wow, he looks great. He Rich does look great, but gray. he also looks older. He looks like he's got grey hair. You know, his his skin. He's he's got he's got some. He's really devilishly handsome, but he's got he's really growing old gracefully. Yeah, he's. Really but handsome. you know, there's nothing. I I truly think like I've seen some. You see, I've seen some photos of women. Uh, you know those images they do of women that are they're older. They're in a white studio and mm-hmm. they've got they've got <laughs> yeah. no makeup on. I say that with quotation marks. And and but like you see like the you see the grace in in getting older. I always think this about the Kardashians. Um, I always think what a shame it is that they'll never get to a point in their life where they look in a mirror and go, whatever. Yeah, the pressure of looking good forever. You mean? But I know that you particularly have to with the um the the Jenna Kardashians. Well, I used it as a as a way to sort of talk about fourth wave feminism. I know you did. Yeah. But show. Kim um Kim Jenna, sorry, Chris Jenna does look fab. I think I think that she lo- she might be the devil, but she looks incredible. She does look great. I mean, they all look fucking great. That's They the really point. do. But the thing is, I think <clears throat> my thing comes from the fact that I've never ever gained anything by my own by my looks. I've never had anything given to me as I was growing up. So I wasn't popular at school because I was good looking or I was fuckable. I've never, so I've got, I I always compare this to my nieces who, my eldest niece is 20 and she's absolutely stunning. So beautiful. Mm -hmm. And the other one is now, she's stunning as well. But her, or she like, she was quite young for a long time. She sort of grew, she sort of grew up, whereas Laurie always had like this long black hair and she would always like they're all quarter Chinese, my nieces, because my brother's half Chinese. Mm-hmm. Just a little bit of insight there. My mum's mum. Oh, so they're now. this new wave of um, what's it called? Waysian. Waysian. Waysians. Are they Waysians? That's what it's called. Waysian. It's like the new thing. It's like everybody wishes that oh, they were Waysian. Yeah, because say, you I get the imagine. natural like. You get that thick black hair. Thick black hair. You have that kind of like not cat eye, but like it's like a lifted look. Yeah, right? she's got cat eye. She has a. Uh, uh, she has. A, a cat. She's based out as a cat. She's also yeah. got a really curvaceous. They're gonna look as well. fucking young for ages, aren't they? Oh <laughs> my god! Imagine we're so Caucasian, aren't we? Yeah. Yeah. But look at. But looking at my nieces, the younger one of the two, who wasn't told her whole life she was good looking, 
uh, she is like smashing it in her GCSEs and stuff and is really ambitious. Whereas the other one who was told she was good looking her whole life Lazy. isn't she she's not as ambitious. She she has other things she wants to do. She wants to like have a baby, but her boyfriend won't let her have one yet. He's like, not yet. We can't afford it. So he's really like super. He's super. I, she can do whatever she wants in her life, but she's not as ambitious as her younger sister. And 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 you know, might have something to do with the fact she has been told it. Same with me and my sister. My sister, who is not alive anymore, she um, was told her whole life that she was really gorgeous and everyone wanted to fuck her and she always had the boys and all of that. Mm-hmm. Whereas I didn't, and I've always been really ambitious. And my sister, before she died, was a lazy sack of shit. Really? Yeah, she, she, she just couldn't be bothered. She she would do enough. My sister would always do enough to get by. Was this the sister that you did dancing with? Yeah. 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 So when I did freestyle disco dancing the, the with matching outfits, matching outfits, skin tight lycra, Swarovski crystal, or sequins if you were skin. Um, <laughs> freestyle disco dancing is uh, the most culturally breathed form of dance known to man. I did it for thirteen years. I am. I, <clears throat> you know, Bang London. Yeah. Yeah. I w- I did some business management with Bang for a year, and they um, obviously don't p- push it too much on their Instagram, but they kind of make a lot of their bread and butter off of the freestyle dancing disco circuits. So. Oh my God. I dealt with a lot of dance mothers what for they a year. Bang? Bang London. It's um, they make a lot that. Now he makes clothes for like Beyonce and Christina Aguilera and stuff, but yeah. he still makes money on the freestyle disco um, dancing circuits. This is great to um, know. So I learned, um, I'll put you in touch with him, Derek. Oh, I please. think you probably met him actually, but just not put two and two together. Oh my God. He made all of this stuff for um, the Spice Girls for their um, reunion tour. I went and worked on the Spice Girls with him. His um his Spice Girl stuff was amazing. Yeah, but um yeah, I dealt with some of the freestyle disco dancing mums for a year. It's a it's it's a subculture that is sh- that should be exposed because it's mental. When things are like not slutty enough, they will tell you, "I like want more skin on show." Like, and it's for like a six year old. Is it like, like the no more British version of beauty pageants? Yeah, but but like uh, but but like they actually have to do something. Like the, the kids are also soldiers mentally like. They are like in a regime. It's insane. It's amazing. It's crazy. You know, it's amazing to kind of see it. It's amazing to see the talent in these kids, but it's their life. Their whole life. They have I because I, I'm someone who did it for 13 years. I was so I watched a a, fil, a short film on it yesterday with my best mate, and she was looking horrified because from her experience, she was watching all these kids being bent into weird shapes by their pushy mothers who were living their life through their own children. Yeah, yeah. And that's all she could see. Yeah. Mm. Whereas that's not what I see. I obviously I was one of those kids, so I was bent into all sort of ch- sort of shapes. But I was also given a load of purpose for thirteen years, and I was forced into something I was shit at. So I failed every week yeah. for thirteen years, which gave me the ability to know what that feels like. And give you humility. Yeah, totally. And I'm yeah. I'm I'm now doing what I'm doing. So there's got to be some merit in it, but it does look mental from the outside. I think and people go one way or another with it though, don't they? Because some people stay in it for far too long and you see like seventeen year olds and you just think Well away. you can't do it any pa- anything past eighteen. So you oh, have yeah. to finish at eighteen. Some of them go on some of the the backing dancers for the Spice Girls were people that Derek's been making outfits for since they were like six though like they go on to be big dancers it like puts them into well, i guess they've it, got that determination haven't they absolutely yeah i mean they they work so hard some of them turn into stand-up comedians yes yes, yes they do <laughs> speaking of you are one i am bloody great, it's great and it? your amazon special has just come out yeah renamed 
Renamed from the ballad of Kylie Jenner's old face to serious black jumper. So I was trying to explain this to Anthony because yeah. you, you'd seen both posters and you thought that they were two, two shows and I that thought she, they were, Jade was just really busy. Really. Yeah, I was like, oh my God, I was like, she is banging out these shows. She's done two in the space of months. What was it? <laughs> but was it Amazon that made you change? Yeah. Sorry. No, my lawyer told me to change it. was your it. lawyer? Yeah, so you don't want to be riling. So basically, all that would have happened is I would have never heard from Kylie Jenner, but her lawyer would have contacted mine and any money that we would have made on with, on with her name in the title, she would have been, she could have sued me. And it's not, I haven't got the money to fight a billionaire. Um, no, absolutely not. No. no. Do you, so, wait, but, sorry, come on. So is your tour not called that anymore? It's called Serious Black. Oh, no, this tour is called The Ballad. I can tour it. I can do live shows. But when it came to the Amazon Prime special, we called it Serious Black Jumper. Because you make reference quite a couple, quite a few times in the show, don't you? To like, I can't show this because it would cost cost me X amount of money because yeah. there's so much, especially Beyonce. Beyonce wanted to charge me. Well, Beyonce's people wanted to charge me thirty five thousand pounds to say the sentence "Who run the world." That's wild. Did she, I can't believe she owns that sentence. She owns the sentence. She, yeah. owns, the she sentence. owns the sentence. What the fuck? She owns a lot of stuff, mate. Really? That, was there anything bitch. else that you came up against? In, in, in yeah, there were photographs I couldn't use. There were things about Jamila Jamil I couldn't use. Oh, my God. We need a whole different podcast to talk about. Because I, I, every time I see something new, the first person I contact is you. <laughs> oh, you mean queer Jamila Jamil? Queer. Oh, um, my God. That was attacked by bees. Did any queer people actually feel... F- feel like they were spoken for when she came out as queer. I <laughs> I felt in, enraged. I felt really, because really angry. I might be wrong and people on the internet can tell me this, right? Okay, so if I wasn't with Rich, I would be open up myself to whatever. Some might call that pansexual, right? Sure. But I'm currently with Rich. So my experience of life is as a straight woman in a straight relationship. So I don't face any consequences because of that because being straight is what we refer to in quotations as the norm Mm. so I don't feel like I can call myself queer because I'm in a heteronormative Mm -hmm. relationship so I don't I don't get any judgment for that say I was with a lesbian say say I was in in a relationship with someone who was trans we then then as a couple we would face those issues absolutely and then i could fly the flag mm-hmm. and i could be like yeah i'm on side but now all i can do at the moment is be an ally yeah. and an ally is just a sort of person who for me for what i think an ally is is someone who uh who who just like if so, you see homophobia this is what i think it is you see homophobia you do something about it yeah. so like i saw some in tesco oh no co-op i was in co-op near my house and get it these, right <laughs> get it right there was these little kids and they were running around the store and they were probably about seven or eight. And there were five of them and four of them were picking on one lad who wanted to hang out with them, but obviously was being picked on. And they were running around the store and they were going, gay, you're gay, you're gay. And I could hear it. So I followed these kids around the store. <laughs> and then and then, and then, then I was stood next to uh, one of those um, those uh, hazard wet floor signs. Yeah. And I kicked it by mistake and it, and it fell on the floor and it sl- slid over to the main culprit boy. boy. So he picked up and went to give it to me and I went, stop being homophobic. And I looked him right in his eye. I went, stop being homophobic. Looked at him right in his eye and he shit, his, he shit himself. Yeah. And then and then it stopped. And then what happened is the four boys all turned their attention to me to so start calling me fat. But they stopped picking on the little boy. Mm-hmm. That's what I think an ally is. Am I right? Absolutely. 100%. Right. Yeah. Do you know what? It's, it's actually so refreshing because 
we've spoken about it before how you would have been open to a relationship with any different type of person we've spoken about it in the past but to recognize the privilege that you have in being what is a straight couple straight woman straight couple straight man it is a straight relationship um when there are so many people that do not recognize that is it's infuriating and i think i mean what what's your opinion on it anthony i mean in terms of like people ca- i feel capitalized on by these women that are like well i'm queer too how are you queer you, you know? licked a pussy in 2005 babe we all yeah, did that literally yeah there's yeah, a, actually a well-known um videographer i'm not gonna say her name who had um who had dated somebody that i used to go out with and she claims to be queer, even though all of her partners have been male. And he, this man was male and all of that. And when she found out that I was dating him, she texted him whilst he was with me and called me a man with tits. <gasps> and, and she and the videography work that this person does is almost entirely funded by gay money. And oh, my God, I wanted to expose it so bad. And I did. And I kept my mouth shut on it. But. I still see my well-known drag friends working with her and stuff like that. And I let people know occasionally. And I just say, just be careful of her. She's she's not one of us. It's funny. It's not something that I like, I would have thought about with regards to, say, the privilege. But when I when people say that they're queer and yeah. they've only ever been in heteronormative relationships, you do think, how are you fucking queer? Mm-hmm. Yeah, do it. Exactly. Have well, gay sex saying, and let me watch. Yeah. Well, because they're saying, because what they're saying is that they're bisexual. Yeah. What they're saying is I'm bi, but currently that's the thing. Like I, I, I'm, I, I'm pansexual. I think that's what you referred to it, which is where I don't really know the difference. I but don't yeah. know what it is. What for, I fuck anything. Mm-hmm. That's basically <laughs> what I'm trying to say. If I fell in love with someone, I'd, I'd fuck anyone. Yeah. Like I don't like I won't fuck anyone. I mean, there I am ch- fucking choosing. You've got I've standards. Got, I've got standards. <laughs> yeah. I'm not just putting it about anywhere. A picky pan. <laughs> <laughs> cheesy bitch mate yeah but i i'm also i i refer to myself at the moment as straight because i'm with rich there's no possibility elsewhere i'm with him yeah like i'm not thinking um there's no open door somewhere for like some woman to come along or or anyone else to come along and try and like i'm with rich so therefore i'm a straight woman in a heteronormative relationship i do not suffer any prejudice from my relationship whatsoever so therefore i do not get to fly the flag yeah this is not my thing and i'm not capitalizing on something that's got fuck all to do with me because that is when people don't don't respect me absolutely yeah. and you've been a like a ally to the community for years haven't you babes i've I watched Shaggy Potato shit an egg out of her ass in a jock strap. Shit a what? Shit an egg out of her ass. An egg. Everyone's seen Jackie Potato do that. Yeah, Still intact. Yeah, it was intact. I bet she put hard that egg boiled. in vinegar. It's hard boiled. Hard boiled. Fucking sure, mate. Yeah, yeah it was hard boiled. Or you know, if you put an egg in vinegar and you let oh, it, it soak. Oh, it turns into like jelly, right? Oh my god, it just doesn't break. No, um, Jackie Potato puts a hard boiled egg up there and pops it out. It's a wow. great moment. Yeah. Do you That's know? Impressive. Um, do you know? Do you want to know a funny fact about that? Um, not about that trick in particular, is <laughs> I um, knew Jackie Potato for about four years before I actually realised that her name was a pun on Jacket Potato. Potato. I thought for a long time, I was like, why would you call yourself Jackie Potato? It's such a weird name. And it took me years. It was the same as I used to be friends with this drag queen in Cardiff, who you know, who gave me St. James, by the way. <laughs> um, another story. Jolene Dover. Oh my God. Jolene Dover and Bron will go mad that they've just been mentioned yeah, on this they podcast. Totally will. They will lose their shit. Jolene Dover, 
I didn't know. I went home. It was I was probably about eighteen. This shows how long Jolene Doe has been going. Um, seven, and I meant that, Joe. Uh, <laughs> I was probably seventeen or eighteen. I went home to my mum and I was saying like, oh, and um, and Joe was on stage, and my mum said, oh, why? What does Joe do? And I said, oh, Joe's a drag queen called Jolene Dover. And my mum was in like hysterics over this name, and I was like. What? I had no idea that it was Joe leaned over. I, maybe I'm just stupid. Maybe that's well, the issue. Well, I, I don't often get drag queen names. I'm exactly the same as you. Yeah. Uh, so I I too, uh, Jackie, not Jackie, what was it? Oh, is she black? Oh, why is she black? Why is she black? Or is is she? Is is she or why is she? I thought it was why is she black? Oh. My f- I, I feel like that makes more sense. Like, no, why is she black? It wasn't is she, it wasn't is she black. No, I got it. I didn't get is she black. There's another person who I didn't get. Is it Frida Slaves? Frida Slaves! The best name! For ages. <laughs> so I just good. didn't fucking Frida get Slaves. it. And then her drag daughter, uh, Release the Slaves. Uh, Excellent. So good. I'm so white. So good. The fact that I didn't fucking get that. Sounds, I'm so fucking white. Sounds about white. Yeah. Oh my God, you're right actually though. Is she black makes sense too. Yeah. I was like, that doesn't make sense. Why is she black? But yeah, is she black is makes she black. sense yeah, yeah. as well. Is she black? Oh, okay. See, <laughs> my Caucasian levels are up to 100 today. It's a bit like um, Heidi, Clo- Heidi in Closet. <laughs> you know, if you've been watching I Drag Race. Oh no. oh, no. Well, okay. Well, I don't watch Drag Race. I, I think it, I, 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 um... I've spent the over 10 years in this community of people that I've seen work their asses off. I watch them struggle upstairs with suitcases, mm-hmm. get paid 100 quid to turn up to somewhere where no one pays any attention to you. And they work their asses off and they hone their craft. I cannot abide. So I mean, I really love the, the friends that have done it and like all power to them. But I cannot abide all the people that have just started it. They get on that bloody show and they haven't bloody earned it. And then they get to have this massive career whilst I watch people that I really respect yeah. Yeah. Tra- er, earn the job. Ooh, the light's gone down. <laughs> er, er, earn it. Uh, they earn it and they don't get the same accolades. It's the same, it's the same thing with Britain's Got Talent. Like I've seen <laughs> loads of friends in my industry in stand-up uh, go on there and really flourish. But I... You know, it's just it's it's quick. It's, it's just quick. It's you know? quick, but that star that burn, burns bright burns quick yeah, too. It does. And it, and the people who go on the reality shows, especially the talent ones, I've got a couple of friends that work on Britain's Got Talent, and the people that get famous from it, they ain't famous for long. No, they really not on are Britain's not, Got Talent, but Drag Race they are. But um, I mean, think about the other ones though, like X Factor. <clears throat> How many X Factors winners do you know that are still around now? Yeah, no, but you I know, don't, but drag drag races. Ever, I haven't I haven't watched Drag Race for. a about three years, apart from the British one. I got into the British one because I was like, it's literally all my friends are on it. Didn't you see, did you see the, um, uh, the, the, the queue outside of that, um, you know, the, what is it called? The Comic-Con for drag. Drag Con. Drag Con, yeah. Did you see the queue outside? It was a load of white girls in Anorak. So, <coughs> um, <laughs> you're talking about the UK one, right? Yeah, it no, I, in both, it's the same in LA too. LA's got a 70% female turnout rate. It's all women. I was talking to Detox about it. Oh, wow. The, the, the Detox was saying the turning point in crowds happened about five years ago. It's when you know you're mainstream, when the white bitches get involved. Yeah. Yes. And, and, and as well, <laughs> that is that money is long and strong yeah. too. Like they're the ones with the funds because young disenfranchised gay people 
don't tend to have a lot of money. Whereas mm. young white girls, I've got they come with a credit card and they're going to buy all the merch and they're going to come to every show and they will laugh at the same we, joke repeatedly. When you're in, you're when you're actually in the community, you also know if you want to go and watch a drag queen, you can go and watch a drag queen. You can pay a tenner, go to the glory and do it for go, free. You can go to yeah. these venues. We know <clears> about that. Yeah. But these white girls, they don't know where they can go and watch drag queens. So they go to drag con where they have to spend thirty quid going in there, which goes straight to Rue. Then there's thirty quid to go and um, hang out with one of the drag queens and take a photo yeah, with them. They charge them for that too. It's disgusting. And, and do you know what? I for as as a as a cis woman, I have a real. I it's a real travesty that these girls. The reason they love the, the drag queens so much is because they look at them and they wish that they had that level of sass and confidence. And I'm like. Why doesn't mm. this help you get I that? I never thought of that. Yeah, and it's and they and they look there and they look at these they look at these people imitating them as they could be. Absolutely, and I yeah. and that's the thing that I um what I what what I love so much about the drag community that I know is that the people in it are just like. I don't find it. I don't find it misogynistic. I find it absolutely effervescent, and I find it incredible that these people are so. I, I find you know there's so much talent everywhere. It's not misogynistic because they've all still got beards. Yeah, I know. <laughs> my my <laughs> fucking love as well. My favourite type of drag is very, very, very old school British drag. I like. Or Grady. <clears throat> uh, yeah, <laughs> Do you love Myra that, then. Th- yes. Yeah, I adore Myra. Mm- the best drag shows, I think, in London, you'll disagree because I, I came very late to East London. I lived in West London for the first six years that I was here. But my favorite drag show is about 10 o'clock on a Sunday evening in the Two Brewers. And they have all the drag queens there are over 50. Babe, at least. I my favorite show. my favorite drag. Oh, I'm so it's glad. It's my favorite drag. There's this one drag queen and I went to see them. I was actually with a couple of the, the American Rue girls. I was with um, Farah detox and shay and we went to the one in the two brewers and this drag queen got on stage easily 60 if not 70 and you know that makeup where it's like pan stick over heavy old leather yeah yeah and like her smoked 40 bensons for fucking 40 years yeah and had this huge really tall white wig on that had a door in the front of it and the whole act was just that throughout the song that she was singing just pulled stuff out of the door it was one of the best <laughs> drag acts I've ever ever and the, the wig you could tell that act had been done a lot that that white wig was tobacco stained it was fabulous it was so it's good I love, so I, good. I love it all rough around the edges as well like I hate all these like these constant videos online of people doing perfect makeup all the time and stuff I just love I just love things that are a bit like just a bit shoddy and a bit yeah. like everything's so perfect on that show everyone's every single thing is so perfect it is welcome like, back to season 422 of rupaul's everyone sounds the same and looks the same race isn't it because they really do they do the same face they do the same outfits they use the same colors well, they all get inspired by the queens that have been on the show Before. already because, yeah. be, because it's been going on for so long now it's what 10 years the, the the girls that are coming into it now were kids when it first started so yeah. it, they were kids already in the phenomenon so what they know as drag is drag race yeah literally. whereas there was this whole history behind it you know that's the thing I don't like this for me I didn't know about drag race so it's 10 years it's been yeah. fucking hell I did not even know it was around yeah, it's not more it's more actually 12, because I remember yeah. watching it before I moved from Wales and that was yeah that's 11 years ago I've literally watched half an episode before is that it? Honestly, you had that little exposure yeah. to it. I, I'm surprised that you haven't seen a, 
a couple here and there. No, I've literally watched half. An, I've watched all clips online. Yeah. So I've watched, I've watched like when, I lo- do you know what? I love the costumes. I think it's really creative. Yeah. I think that's really cool. Um, uh, do you but, not want to get into the British one a little bit? Because those people we know on it. No, I don't. I mean, I don't I expect to... anyone to fucking watch my shit either. I watch like, everything you do. I'm your I friend do. as well as your super fan because I bring my mum to everything do you? you do, don't yeah, I? Yeah, you do. My mother loves you. I know she does. So she, she, when you're on the telly, my mum texts me as if she, it, she, she's, you're like well, my sibling. Well, <laughs> have you seen Jade's on the telly? Like she's, it's all first names. <laughs> and she, she adores you. Mums love me. I was having yeah. a proper giggle last night watching it. <laughs> I love that your style is like, not necessarily like, Here's a punchline, like joking and then a punchline, joking and then a punchline. It can be like quite conversational. And I think that's why a lot of people take to you because it's just, it's like who you are. Well, it's just <laughs> having a chat, isn't it? That's yeah. why I'm having a chat for an hour. That's, I, I mean, that show's turned into an hour and a half long now. You also come at it with a point of view that is so refreshing and it's so calling everybody out on what we're all following. I'm not, I get criticised a lot from, I've been, my whole life I've been criticised in various forms. I'm untidy, I'm too disorganised, I'm too this, I'm too that. Constant people in my life criticising me before they look at their own behaviour. Constant, 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 constant. And I, and now I'm at a position where I'm like, I, this is the thing. I don't, I can't get on board with something if I see flaws on it. So like, I'm not afraid to criticize stuff that is because I know fundamentally I'm not sexist. I'm not racist. I'm not transphobic. I'm not homophobic. Why did you trip me up on the way in then? Well, you know, babes, you're too pretty. (laughs) Why do you think my sister's dead? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, darn. It was all those Swarovskis that she got while you had sequins, wasn't it, it darling? Was too much. She was too talented. She had to go. I was like, I was like, bloody know me in, in Showgirls. I pushed her down the stairs. There's always someone younger and hungrier. I was about to say, oh my god, oh I'm my dead. God, I but that's not you. quite appropriate. Is it? You can say I'm dead. It's fine. Oh god. I love that. Do you know what's one of my best? My best gay <laughs> moments in London was when I, it was in 2012 or 13, the, um, what's that cinema called on uh, Kingsland Road? What's it called? Um, not Genesis. The, um, uh, Rio? The Rio. The Rio. The Rio. So the Rio cinema was taken over, Sink the Pink, in its early, one of its earliest forms, all dressed up as the, um, you know that bit in Showgirls where they're all like uh, on a weird spaceship somewhere. I haven't and, seen it for years. Well, no, it's Nomi's crowning thing that she does. So, you know, like, um, what's her face? The main, the main girl in it with sure. the curly hair, yeah. She is, uh, she's she's just been cast because the, the, the she pushed the woman down the stairs. Um, and, uh, and we, they recreated that and I, and then they put the show, they put the film on after and I'm telling you, watching that film with what is 200 people from the LGBT community behind you was one of the funniest things ever. No one, people just couldn't shut up. And when it got to that scene when they were in the swimming pool and she's thrashing around Mm -hmm. in it, it's a very famous scene in the film. The fucking crowd went wild. I've never heard, I've never heard, like you go to a cinema, people are deathly quiet when they're in there. Like I went to see, um, when I went to see Star Wars, the second uh, Attack of the Clones uh, of Star Wars is is so real bad. Um, it's so bad that in the <laughs> opening 15 minutes, Anakin, Anakin Skywalker, who ends up being Darth Vader, is lying in bed and he's going, oh, 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 oh. And it sounds like he's coming. 
It genuinely sounds like he's coming. What's and it, actually happening? Uh, he wakes up and uh, and and someone I can't I think it must be uh, his wife uh, goes. What what were you dreaming about? And he goes, my mother, and and. There were like three, like I burst into laughter, but no one else in the cinema laughed. Just silence. It was just absolute silence. I bur- I was like, ah, that's really funny. We go to the Rio cinema with the gays. and you go with the gays and you watch Showgirls. It's what it was one of the best mo. It was so funny. Do you know what? It's probably being part of the community is probably the thing that I am the most thankful for in my whole life because I just think. How fucking boring is life without all this fab gay stuff? Like, gay stuff for me is my favourite stuff. Anything gay is my favourite thing. Nothing makes me happier than being around gay. Fabulous tits are a close second. Yeah. (laughs) Big, lovely, bloody tits. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Let's talk about Sophie Anderson. Oh, yeah. You're a super fan, aren't you? I love her. I think she's brilliant. I just... Do you know what I love? I mean, the porn stuff, I'm, 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 I'm... I, I don't watch the porn for any pleasure or anything. Do you watch her porn? I, I've, I've seen. Well, it comes up sometimes on her Twitter. Oh so yeah, some, she's quite, quite yeah, open so, on. So sometimes yeah. she's quite open on there. So I, I get a mixture of her positive affirmations and then some porn. Uh, fanny, yeah. I, and then I'll, that they'll be they'll be that then it'll get taken down. But there'll be a little bit of fanny, and she'll always have jizz on her face and stuff. Oh, I yeah, love, I love her so much. But I love <laughs> her joie de vivre. I love so, so she. This is what she does. She's a she's a positive she's a positive sex worker, yeah. and she and she owns it. And I love that. And I love and I don't I don't read into it. I don't try and analyze it. I just think. And also, she has my accent, and she does these like wonderful videos that are really yov- lovely, where she like just tells people how to like have a better day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she I wakes love- up in the morning. She has a coffee, and she will say like, "Oh, I've got this black coffee. I'd love some fucking cream in it." And just remember, you're beautiful, and have a great day. She's fucking great. <laughs> She's so good. You sound the same. Cl- your she accents. Seemed, she seems super clever. Hello, guys and girlies. Yeah. <laughs> if she if she and I were sat next to each other, I could do an impression of her. I swear. I'm I'm sure you could do one without. Hello, guys and girlies. I just want to say today, like, if you're having a bad day, <laughs> then you've just got to remember that you are enough. <laughs> and I'm going to go driving for a dick today. <laughs> oh, my God. It's like having Sophie in the room. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant. Brilliant. Oh, oh no, what brilliant face. So true. So true. So true. Brilliant. So true. I love that. She always <laughs> says that. You'd be talking and she'd go, oh, so true. Yeah. So true. I love I her. Love- She's just, I said to Andy, very sweet. a couple of weeks ago, I was like, do you know, the one thing I love about Sophie is if she will just message you in the middle of the night for no reason, just say, hey, I hope you're okay, love you. Like, for no reason, she just thinks of you, into, and she, she's, you know, you think of one of somebody you, you, you've met before, and you think, like, oh, I hope they're all right. She will reach out and be one of those people that's like, hope you're all right, love you. No, not conversation, just wants to let you know. I was thinking of you, love you. That's it. She's such. She's got like the kindest heart, hasn't she? You're mm. close. You're 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 close with Rebecca, though, aren't you? More so than Sophie, yeah. Yeah. Um. Do you, have you seen much of Rebecca? It's like her partner in crime, Rebecca, oh, is it? Rebecca Moore, the no. cop destroyers. Oh, I see. I don't know the cop. I literally found Sophie. I don't know how I found her. Oh, someone had posted one of her affirmations. Yeah. And they posted her, and then I, and then I, and then I, I watched it, and I watched it because she's so she's. 
she looks so uh, you know you don't, can't take your fucking eyes off of her yeah it's incredible I said what, what you know she's the work she's had done is insane she's, she's she imagined what she wanted to look like and she made it happen she made it happen she? Yeah. so I I was really I, I was like oh um, and then she did a video and I watched it and I was like this is not what I was expecting you to be talking about and then I just love like there's just some positive things she says and she'll sing a little song she's actually got not a bad voice either yeah she's, she can sit girl can sing that song's doing well too isn't it they play it everywhere so what's the song is it the Driving for Dick Driving for Dick she's got like a house remix and acoustic version I just acapella so good she's a mum isn't she she is a mum yeah yeah they both are so from Rebecca are both parents yeah and I bet I bet you her work she's done she's she's got a mortgage she's got she's got herself a car she's got herself all the stuff she's ever wanted and she's just done it and I love it she said didn't she she's like her son doesn't go without everything she does is to make sure her son's got the best life possible yeah she's such a like devoted mother as and well. they've just done like fashion week in new york yeah and it's incredible yeah. they're doing so well she, she does drag con as well because yeah. it's official gay icon now yeah i saw her on drag con as well i mean i i have all of this time like so whenever ally, ally of the year gets called up and then, and then someone wins it. Like Denise oh, Welch won it. There's like some sort of ally of the year award that goes, I don't know who it is that does it. I get livid. I was like, what do I have to do? <laughs> what do I have to do? Yeah. Way more. <laughs> what does Denise Welch do? I don't Who's know. Who's Denise Welch? She's one of the loose women, isn't she? Yeah, she's got... Fuck The off. one with the short she blonde hair. One year. I don't know who that is. She's quite she fabulous. She's icon, my ass. She ain't my icon. She sits in a... Celebrity Big Brother just getting pissed. Alba. Oh, no, I didn't She's like Sarah it. Harding in 40 years. Oh, God, Christ. Oh, my God. <laughs> that is excellent. That is a great... Tragic. So tra- oh, bless her. <laughs> so tragic. Kind of love Sarah, though. Tragic, though. Yeah, but... Beautifully so. I love beautiful tragedy. I think it's great. I hate people that seem too perfect. I like people that can't laugh at stuff or like find yeah. a sense of humor. And this is the thing, like the thing that I love most about people. And, and do you know what? What uh, the the drag the drag? Do you know what? I don't hate the queens on Drag Race. That's not what I hate. What I what I really don't like about the show is that it gives it gives girls. Who don't know a little bit of information and they don't fucking know nothing about the. Mm-hmm. In, they don't know anything about that world at all. When they use the language, yeah. Like, I, when they say like, yeah, it's going to fuck. That's, that's oh. appropriated from black culture. Yeah, it's got completely is. Yeah. With, it's like black women say that stuff. Yeah. It's got nothing to do with us. No, <laughs> but they, uh, you know, and yeah, we stole it first. And like, oh, I love, like, they're like, oh my God, I love all drag queens. And I'm like, I'm sure if you met them, you wouldn't like them all. Some of them are massive dickheads. Yeah. <laughs> like anyone, like not all women are nice. Not all men are nice, you know, like it's. it's we were literally saying this last week with Jordan, weren't we? It was like, yeah. you have to admit when like people, even if they're from your own community, if they're dickheads. Like they're st- dickheads. Statistic wise, that one in a few of us is an, ast- is an absolute dickhead. So yeah. with that logic, there's a dickhead in all, in all walks of life in every yeah. community there are I thought you were going to say this room like, are, is it me it's one in three and it's not me <laughs> <laughs> no games we're all perfect <laughs> but it's interesting because that it's that that's what I think equality is is to be able to 
is to be in a position where where you can't just raise a group up just because just because of one you just like because there's so many arseholes and in things that use stuff as well use it for their own benefit like to be able to be within your own that's what i did with my show i was in in my own community and i criticized because i'm in it and i can see it and i and if we don't if and if we as women don't accept our faults the men will the men will uh because i think that in order to make the straight white guy or you know uh, to to change their ways you've got to lead by example and that includes going okay some of this stuff we're doing isn't as kosher as i think you know this photograph of me in the in in, in this underwear right now and i'm talking about at, at the amazon rainforest it's actually got fuck all to do with amazon rainforest i just want I'm, it's a thirst trap yeah this is what this <laughs> is like just to be a little bit like because what it what what will happen is you if you do, you're not honest with things i i feel like if there's not honesty you really leave yourself quite open and vulnerable for people to criticize you mm-hmm. but if you're honest and you'll be like yes what this is and like if i post a, f- a selfie of my i don't do it often but if i post a selfie of myself it's a bloody thirst trap babes yeah. i want some likes yeah. i'm feeling insecure today give me some fucking likes but don't lie and say it's for the amazon rainforest and don't lie and say it's for this or it's do- you're doing it for that you're doing it for yourself <laughs> like 100%. i can't i can't do I, like with my in any any other comedian with my with my history with the um with the queer community of london the, i literally am in it because i tried to get into stand up and stand up didn't didn't want me because it's totally closed uh, it's, a, it's a totally closed thing you it, trying to get into it was difficult and then i met I already had my friend Clayton and he runs Little Gay Brother. He's my best friend. I've been best friends with him for about 14 years, 15 years. And me and him were working at uh, this uh, this reception for Glow Glows and this uh, loud Bristolian voice walks in and it's Glyn Fussell from Sink the Pink. We find out that the two of us are not only from Bedmin- uh, not only from Bristol, but we're from Bedminster. Mm-hmm. We're from the same town in Bristol where our mums worked with each other. They didn't know each other, but they worked together in Asda at the same time. Like we, and that's how I met him. And then he oh was my like, God, he told us this when he was on the show, didn't he? Oh, it was did like he a, say? We had Glenn like on and, mums he, and, and, he and he told yeah. you, he told us about you, yeah. <laughs> Well, so, and that's and that's how I got in. It was just, I met Glyn and he was like, I'll oh, come and do this thing. There was never any, like, there was no route I took. Oh, right. I'm trying or to barriers, get in. barriers, yeah. Was, I, I'm not trying to get in this to... For, to, for to, this particular to, reason, so I yeah. Look, so I look like I'm cool and stuff. I literally, Glyn offered me a gig and then I started doing it. And then my, one of my first gigs in London was in a brothel. And I, I you know, just like Bette Midler, started at the bathhouses. And um and and the cold crunch of of eighty semen underneath my feet is how I started in this job. Is how I start each day. <laughs> <laughs> it's a real refresher. Yeah. <laughs> like right. lemon, like lemon and water. What were you doing in a brothel? Were you doing uh, stand up in a brothel? So Glenn <laughs> no, had booked Sink the Pink in a brothel, and we were sort of oh, up there, okay. and it was like it was just like a sort of club night sort it's of so thing. Fab. There was a bit of there was a bit of DJing and stuff, but I also would never. I don't tend to. You'll notice in shows uh, i don't tend to talk about uh my um my sort of uh i don't i don't bring this subject on stage with me because what you drag the, the I drag talk, I, I talk you did it you did it in the show before serious black jumper the the what was the one that was on before divine miss jade i spoke about glenn, glenn and, that, yeah. and that and that world because that was a um i did a song called find yourself a gay guy i didn't do an entire show about that, it that was such a good show. Thanks. It was I feel like were you wearing like a gold jumpsuit when you did that show? Oh, it was way more than that. I had a, I had a navy one that was covered in gold Swarovski. Yeah, maybe it, that it was, was insanity. It. it was amazing. 
but that was a that, yeah I, I had that song I had that song in it I wanted to have a a big 11 o'clock number about where I found my confidence and my confidence came from the queer community of people because I, I didn't find it in, in other straight <laughs> I didn't have fun it in other straight people babes <laughs> I don't know if we <laughs> even have that much to it I feel like gays are well insecure <laughs> <laughs> no but it, you 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 are allowed to be yourself in that's why we love that's why we love it here because yeah. we're allowed to be ourselves whereas everyone's so fucking repressed when they're straight like the guy i i lost my virginity to has denied that he lost his virginity to me his whole entire life like that you know every man up until the one that i've got now it's ended is that it's ended it ended up being shit they're all f- fucking repressed i remember taking an ex-boyfriend to to a, a, a sink the pink gig and he was an absolute dickhead about it he was such a dickhead, and I was like, "You are not my people." What's yeah. hundred percent not your people? Because it's super fun. Yeah. Oh my yeah. god, it's so much fun. And going Rich to the... is so on board with all of that as well, isn't he? Yeah, he's. I mean, he's 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 had his co- cocks up for um for money in a gay sauna, which will. Sorry about that. I didn't pay him that much. <laughs> 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 it was only a twenty. Oh, it was hundred actually, babe. So no, it wasn't it. Guy called Mark as well. Money's money, babe. <laughs> Yeah, you know, my boyfriend had to pretend he was gay to work in a gay sauna. It was the only job he could get when he was in his 20s. And he was a oh, dad. He had like two kids. And so um, he worked in this gay sauna and pretended he was gay. And then um, Mark, this guy, used to come in and say, oh, if I had £100, oh, if you had £100. And then one day he came with £100. And Rich um, uh, went into a, a closet and got sucked off by him. And then afterwards, Mark wiped his mouth and said, you're straight, aren't you? I know you're straight because I know you're straight. Uh, from that reaction you haven't touched me once and none of us have seen you anywhere else <laughs> you can't hide it <laughs> um, <laughs> and then he was like oh, I'm so sorry and Rich cried and he was like so, I'm so sorry I'm so sorry I, I can't lose this job I really need it and he was like no 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 it's fine he was like this is the holy grail babes <laughs> <laughs> I'm such so, a straight guy oh my god and then he came genius. and then another uh, maybe a few weeks later Mark came in and was like you strapped for cash and he was like yeah come on let's go back uh, <laughs> but he's done it yeah he's done it twice oh fuck. but again does <laughs> call himself queer because he is a straight right guy. exactly yeah because yeah. he closed Two his eyes thought of you it's so important to keep like watching wagamama put a fucking rainbow flag do you know i went to wagamama the other day and i sat there and it was the worst food i've ever had it really? was really bad it was last sunday in brighton it was the worst food i've ever had and they got their rainbow flag out f- outside oh, and i, I wanted that. to turn around to them and go you are not fit to have that flag outside of here yeah that was the worst food i've ever like I remember when Wagamama started, it was not too bad. Yeah. Right? It was, it was yeah, enjoyable yeah. food. It was terrible. It was awful. The rainbow flag got slapped on everything, isn't it now? The pink band. It, doesn't mean, it means it stops meaning things. Yeah, it, it does. It does. It completely stuff. devalues it. Yeah. We're um, getting towards the end of the show. Yeah, I've got to bounce. I've got to run and give my... Um, my boyfriend, his cowboy boots that I bought him oh for my his God, birthday. It's something you, I, I think I've ever heard. I told you I'm turning him into a gay icon. <laughs> he, he's going to be the next JLo. <laughs> um, but Dave, will you read out the thank you to the Patreons? Yeah, there? of course I will. So thank you to our Patreons: Zach Geary, Jim Pinnell, Josh Harris, Ashworth Rabindranath. Okay, babe. <laughs> that is okay, babe. Um, Ashworth Rabin. Ashworth Rabindranath, Brian Shaneberg, Sean Smith, and Victor Martinez. So can you just repeat the Ashworth one, please? I didn't hear it. Ashworth Rabindranath. Ah, great. Ashworth Rabindranath. <laughs> I'm doing that really well. You are Ashworth. You're getting there, yes. Rabindranath. Produced by Victor Martinez.
Thank you. Thanks, Victor. <laughs> I've really enjoyed this. Oh my god, me too. I'll come back on any time. So you have to um tell tell you people can obviously watch your show on Amazon, Serious Black Jumper. Serious Black Jumper. Jumper. Watch it all the way through before you start having feelings at the beginning. I um <laughs> I, I'm very funny and I make a I make a valid point at the end of it and it's all about um where I get confidence from, which I have I have an extreme I have a very I've been told and this is bullshit because we know that gender is a spectrum now, but um I've been told I have a very male energy about me. And what you're fucking talking about is a woman you're talking about there's a bird in the world who has the essence of a drag queen inside of her. I've been told many times that I'm like a drag queen. Um but it's just it's just the attitude of I don't take I I don't I, I don't take no shit and I'll and I'll say stuff. But I I'll also admit when I'm wrong as well. Yeah. Um. But uh. Yeah. Come on. Watch the entire thing. You'll you'll laugh like a goat. It's funny. You're amazing. And you're touring, touring it as well. Right? I'm all over. Yeah. I'm yeah. doing it all over the UK. I've got. I think I've got about eight dates left. I'm in Lincoln tomorrow. Lincoln. Oh. Who knew I knew got fans in Lincoln? Gorgeous. And just super quickly, yeah. I also want to say massive fan of Crazy Delicious on Channel Four, which Thanks. you are the host of. I am. Yeah. Incredible. Have you seen it? I haven't seen it. Oh my god! It, it's, no. it's all about foods, and they make them look insane. And Jade's in the background just eating everything and making oh, comments. On a on an edible set with Heston Bloom. Tell. The only thing that I would say is that I wish that you'd been in a different fabulous outfit per episode. I wanted you to come out. We in had something. plans for everything, but they couldn't afford I it. I knew that was what it was. Yeah. I, I was. Me and Alex have made a habit of watching it every Sunday in bed. Have you? Yeah, and it's been like our thing. And we we went to watch it last week, and we were good because it was it it comes it was, the end over, of it. Yeah. yeah, and um, and we were talking about, it and I said Jade would have had a different outfit and everything. I was yeah. like, that's budget, a hundred percent. Absolutely budget. Yeah. You shouldn't know. Uh, Just like smoking a spliff before you do it every time. Be like, oh, well, yes, I get to eat yeah. everything. <laughs> it was so well, good. Sh- I, I, I mean, I didn't smoke spliffs um, beforehand, but... The edible set was incredible. Um, and just to let you know, all of the food that was um, turned over and replenished was taken to the local homeless. Yeah. Oh, yay. They that. had, I mean, the stuff they got sent down there. I, I I, wanted someone, I know you're not allowed to film homeless people, but I wanted someone to take a camera down there just at their reactions when Gourmet they got food. lemon r- meringue pies that were in the shape of lemons. Oh my God, amazing. And like cherry blossom that was like icing and like, but like the tree was made of ribita and shit like that. They had like, That's they so had the cool. most insane stuff that went down there um i also am writing a new show called here's one i culturally appropriated earlier which has many themes in it that that we've we've spoke we've spoken about yeah um but i'm doing a new show all about the um the um the sadness of the straight white guy and um and my uh, it's it's gonna be um it's gonna be funny and it's about another thing which is when you when you're in a public eye you start losing your identity to other people and that's what happens is you know like what we were saying about the lgbt community where you know the the identity of the lgbt community has now been spread far and wide even to people that aren't even fucking queer um but i'm i'm talking about how um you know like we're so desperate for an identity like um that we'll just well we'll go and find stuff but what is your true i'm sort of picking out what my true identity is and part of that has been a fucking messy bitch i'm so entirely <laughs> i'm so entirely i don't i've admitted it now but uh it's been this year the amount of people i've fallen out with because i'm untidy is insane it doesn't sound like a big thing it's a huge thing to me i'm jade and i'm a messy cunt i'm a messy cunt <laughs> do you know if i use the, the my front door key and I don't need it anymore. I just, I drop it. I just, if I don't need something anymore, it goes. <laughs> I don't remember it. Jeez. It's awful. You couldn't live with me. I do that a little no, bit. No, I couldn't. No. Uh, Drive me mad. No, I bet. I've seen your, I, <laughs> from your your pictures, your room is always tidy. I'm anal in every capacity. 
Are you okay? <laughs> Everything that happens in that bedroom is anal. <laughs> yes, honey. Thank you so much. I absolutely love thank you. you. Thanks. Thank, thank you. Thank you for having me. <laughs>